Hi, everybody. I'm Richard Roberts, and welcome to Expect a Miracle. Glad you could join us today. Uh, Nick Hand is with me, and uh, we're going to talk about the gifts of the Spirit. Nick, are you ready? I am, I am ready. <laughs> I am absolutely ready. You know, it's funny because what you do, you know, it's funny even to call it a line of work, but I guess people would call it a line of work. Sure, it's what I do. <laughs> yeah, it's what, it's what you do. The healing ministry, uh, helping people access healing. How does somebody even get into that line of work? Well, it was prophesied over me by my father, Oral Roberts, when I was 19. Hmm. He um, came into my room to pray for me because I'd been ill. And uh, when he prayed for me, I was healed. And that subsequently, later that afternoon, I gave my heart to the Lord. And I was baptized in the Holy Spirit that evening. But my, my father began to prophesy over me. And he said I would uh, enter into the healing ministry and that God would use me in a different way than he had used him. Hmm. Now... Uh, my my father had a laying on of hands ministry, but my father prophesied that I would not have a laying on of hands ministry, although I could lay hands on people, but primarily it would be a, a, a gifts of the spirit and word of knowledge ministry, mm -hmm. and that I would speak and people would be healed. He said, when I prayed for people, there would be a power that would come up through my chest into my throat, and, and when I spoke it, people would be healed. Mm. And then it was confirmed a few years later. And by the way, when a prophetic word is given, that does not necessarily mean it's going to come to pass the next day. Yeah. Sometimes it takes a period of time. And in my case, I needed a maturing time. Mm. I just given my heart to the Lord. I needed to, to grow up. And I needed to, as I said, it's just 19. Yeah. I needed to mature in my faith. And some years later, in my mid-20s, the same prophecy came through Vicki Jameson uh, while I was a guest on a television program. And she virtually said the same thing that my father had said four or five years earlier, and she had no idea that it had been said before. And then um, after Lindsay and I got married in 1980, uh, everything that was prophesied began to happen, mm -hmm. particularly the word of knowledge and the gifts of healing. And it's uh, just as powerful today as it was. When I speak, uh, there's a power. It comes up my chest. It comes through in my throat and out of my mouth. And when I speak it, people are healed. Yeah, it, it's amazing. It amazes me, but it's it's a uh, it's very very special. Yeah, obviously, I have a ton, ton of questions to ask following that up. Uh, okay, so just to help people understand, because healing ministry, it's not a super popular vocation or calling. It's not something that face value, I think, by a lot of people, easily understood or even sometimes received. Unless Did, you're sick. And, yeah, unless you're <laughs> sick. Unless you're sick, you'll you'll do anything when you're sick, right? So understanding that that was the prophecy that that came to you did you ever resist that did you ever were you ever like god really do i i really don't want this to be my no uh no because when i was a boy i dreamed of a healing ministry i never thought it would be mm. but i dreamed of it because i loved my father i loved standing by him when he prayed for the sick yeah and even as a little boy i would stand by him and and walk in prayer lines with him and oftentimes he would say richard you pray for them mm. and i didn't really realize as a child, that God was preparing me for the healing ministry. And when the prophetic word came at 19, and then again at about 26 or so, I guess, maybe 26, I might have been 27, mm -hmm. uh, I got so excited. Really? But it didn't come immediately. It came over a period of time. Yeah. And it, it fully blossomed in 1980. What, was, what happened in 1980 that made it? Uh, well, uh, Lindsay and I had been praying. And uh, one night we had been in a service. And I don't even remember where it was, but it was, it was out of town on the road. And I, I found these words coming out of my mouth, Lord, heal that man's big toe. Hmm. And I thought, Lord, that was unusual. Why did I say that? 
But a few uh, days or maybe a week or so later, I got a letter from a man who said, hey, how did you know about my toe? Right. I was in your service that night when you said that, and my, my toe had been broken, and uh, I, I, I couldn't move it. And he said, but when you said that word, my toe just snapped. And I went back to the doctor, and they x-rayed it again and found a perfectly normal toe with no break. Hmm. And it didn't have enough time to heal on its own. It was healed that night instantly, and he wanted to know what I did. And I, I wrote him back and said, sir, I didn't do anything. I just said what God gave me, and I was surprised I said it. Yeah, but um, when I when I told Lindsay about it, she said, "This is the beginning of your healing ministry." And I said, "Lindsay, a toe?" Yeah. She said, "Yes." And then she said, "Don't despise a small beginning." Mm. My healing ministry began with the healing of a man's toe, and uh, so we started praying. We got a hold of Mark eleven twenty three and twenty four, whosoever shall say unto this mountain. Be thou removed and cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, he shall have whatsoever he says. Uh, and, and so we began quoting that and calling forth a healing ministry. Mm. And we came to a place where we said, by faith, we receive a healing ministry. It's time. Mm. And I guess maybe three or four months passed, we didn't tell anybody. We didn't announce it on television. I didn't tell my family or anything. Uh, it, it began happening in Albuquerque, New Mexico. We were in a service, and all of a sudden the word of knowledge began to flow. And I didn't really understand, even though I knew that was going to happen someday. Yeah. But that day had come. And I began to call out words uh, that came out of my mouth, and I began to pray. And both the gifts of healing and the word of knowledge began to operate in me. And there were lots of healings that night, and there have been healings every place I have been ever since. Wow. Last time we talked about, about prophecy, we were talking about how when a prophetic word comes forth or a prophetic word is given, the importance of joining your faith. When you're, when it was prophesied over you that you had this calling or that you would have a healing ministry, is that something that like would would have just happened? Or you talk about joining, you you were quoting scripture almost to like receive your calling. Yes, yes, I did. Does it does that is that important? Because I think a lot of people think you know if if it's pro if it's supposed to happen, it will happen. Well, um, I have a little different take on that, Nick. Um, of course, I believe I believe in prophecy. Uh, you know, most ministries today are nonprofit corporations. Yeah. <laughs> they, don't, they, don't, they don't believe in prophecy, and and of course, prophecy is a is a large part of the Bible. Yeah. And there is a lot of prophecy in the Bible that has not yet come to pass, but it's coming to pass almost every day. I I believe that prophecy needs to be heard, and then it needs to be prayed in mm. or called in. Mm. You have to go into agreement with it, and sometimes it looks like prophets miss it. Yeah. And I don't think they miss it. I think that people don't pray it in. They don't accept it. They don't receive it and say, I go into agreement with that. Right. And uh, uh, when my father gave that prophetic word over me, I set my faith in an agreement with it. Hmm. And when Vicki Jameson gave the same word about six or seven years later, I, I went into agreement with it. And then when uh, they had the incident with the man's toe, I really got with it. Yeah. I just, I felt the time w was at hand. And about four months later, it began to happen. And it's been happening ever since. If you had to describe um, how it how it operates or how it works, you know, sitting across the table from you, knowing you, you know, whenever all the record buttons are not on, you're you're a normal guy, you're a normal person, um, yet you have this this gifting that is supernatural, spectacular, whatever you want to call it. How does it how does it work? How does it function? Uh, the first thing that happens to me with a word of knowledge, and by the way, a word of knowledge is supernatural information that comes directly from God, mm. can't come from anybody else comes into the heart and mind of a, of a believer. 
and it's uh, it is supernatural, and it's not something that anyone can control, because uh, because we don't have the operate we don't have the gifts of the spirit. The Holy Spirit has the gifts of the spirit, so He manifests them in His timing. I can't make Him do it at a certain time. I can't stop Him from doing yeah. it at a certain time. So what happens with me is I get a feeling in my body. Mm. That's the first thing. For example, I'll be preaching or I'll be praying, and suddenly my left arm will go numb, or uh, I lose hearing in an ear, or suddenly I can't see out of one of my eyes, or I get this terrible pain in my chest, or, or suddenly I can't breathe. Uh, and the next thing that happens is in my spirit. Now, those of you listening, don't misunderstand me. In my spirit, I see a person that's suffering in that area of their body. And then I say what I both feel and what I see. And when I do, someone is healed every time. Mm. And sometimes it's more than one person. I remember once I was preaching uh, in a large church in Atlanta. And uh, when I walked on the platform, God manifested a word of knowledge and said to, said to me, I'm going to heal backs today. And I've got this terrible pain in my back. And I said, there are people right now receiving healings in their back. And I had everybody that had back pain stand up. Well, there were about six or 7,000 people in the crowd. It's a big church. Yeah. And uh, I said, now, if you're being healed, if you're being healed, come forward. 500 people Gosh. came forward to testify of their backs being healed from one word of knowledge. Wow. And that's happened all over the world. It's happened in Africa. It's happened in Europe. It's happened in Asia. It's happened all over the United States and Canada. It's happened in Central and South America. It, it, it happens. It's a, it's a supernatural phenomenon. You talk about going numb in part of your body, feeling pain. The first time that that ever happened, did that not freak I, you I, out? Yes. I thought, <laughs> what's wrong with out? me? <laughs> How come I lost sight in one of my eyes? Or well, yeah. my, my left ear's deaf? Or, or you know, my right arm uh, hurts? Or, or there's pain in my shoulder? And there's yeah. nothing wrong with me right. in my, in physically. You know, I, At first, it took me a little while to realize. At first, I said, well, I'm thinking, why is that hurting? Mm -hmm. And then I got this picture in my spirit of the person suffering with that. Mm -hmm. And before I knew it, I had said, there's someone who's had, you got pain here, you've got suffering here, and you're being healed. And then all of a sudden, the pain would leave, or my eyesight would come back, or my hearing would come back. And just over a period of time, I figured out that's what God was doing. Wow. It's, maybe it works this way in other people, I don't know. But yeah. to me, it seems very unique. Has it has it proven to be unique in the sense of you got to be around your dad, people like Catherine Coleman? I mean, you got to rub shoulders with people who have done what you do. Well, I never asked the question of how <laughs> God operated through them. I, I I just don't know. Yeah. Does it seem like based upon observing, do you did you learn a lot from them? Were oh, there... absolutely. I learned uh, the most about the word of knowledge through traveling with Catherine Coleman. Uh, I traveled with her for several years. How did that happen? And, uh, well, <laughs> uh, I had met her with my dad at a full gospel businessmen's conference in Washington, D.C. back in the late 60s. And uh, she and my dad had known one another over the years. Yeah. And um, she came to Tulsa uh, to have a series of meetings at a, at a large church downtown. And I went down to see her. And she invited me to spend some time with her. Uh, and she, she, she felt like God wanted her to take me under her wing. Wow. And she taught me about the operation of the gifts of the Spirit. And I watched her. I was in so many services. In those days, I was not yet preaching. Yeah. I was just singing. And she would fly me all over the country to sing for her. And she had a monthly meeting at the Shrine Auditorium in Los Angeles, mm -hmm. uh, down next to the University of California, Southern California University. Uh, and uh, she'd fly me in, and Dino would play the piano, and I would sing, and Jim yeah. McDonald would sing. Sometimes we do trios and duets, wow. and I just would sit on the platform and just watch and learn. 
and see how God moved through her and yearn for the day when the prophetic word that had been given to me would come to pass. Mm. And she, she kept saying, yes, Richard, this will happen. This will happen. This will happen. And I say, well, when Catherine, she said, I'm not in charge of that, but it's going to happen. Yeah. And so, and then of course I learned so much of the healing ministry from my father. Right. As I said, he particularly had a laying on of hands ministry and I lay hands on people too, from time to time, not as often, because that's not the particular calling God has given me. But that doesn't mean I can't do it. Right. When, when you talk about a word of knowledge coming to you the first time you're saying, God heal that man's big toe, is it something that bypasses your mind and kind of just comes out? Does it go to your brain first and you're thinking, do I say this? Do I not say this? Like, how do you deal with the sense or feeling like I think I got something here? Well, uh, I guess because I have... Uh, had it happened so many years, I, I've gotten very sensitive to when it's God and when it's not God. Uh, but sometimes the word is is so unusual that it just freaks me out, and I, I think, <laughs> God, are you are you sure you want me yeah. to say that? I'll give you an example. Yeah, uh, I was uh, on television one night uh, back in the days when Lindsay and I were doing our program live. We did a live TV show for eleven years, wow. and. Uh, uh, I heard the Lord speak inside me and say, there's a man watching who had three fingers severed in Vietnam. The MASH hospital unit there in Vietnam put his fingers back on, sewed them back on, but he's had no feeling in those fingers since the 60s. Mm. Tell him I'm healing him. Now, I was live on the air. Yeah. It was a very specific and unusual word of knowledge. And I thought, okay, Lord, I want to step out in faith. I said it. And uh, wow. Uh, Yeah. A few minutes later, we got a phone call from a man in Nashville. Wow. He said, I'm watching you. We were on live in Nashville too. And he said, uh, I was with the CBs in Vietnam in the 1960s and three of my fingers were severed. And the mass unit sewed them back on, but I've had no feeling in those fingers since the late 1960s. And when you just prayed that prayer and gave that word for the first time since the 1960s, I have feeling in those fingers. Wow. Now, that has happened so many times, Nick, I couldn't begin to tell you how many times. And sometimes when I get a word of knowledge like that, it, it, it's, it's really unusual. Yeah. I'll give you one more example. Uh, I, I, was, uh, I was in Africa. I was in South Africa preaching. And I got a call from the president of uh, Zambia. Zambia is the former uh, Northern Rhodesia before they gained their independence from Britain. And the president, uh, Frederick, Frederick Chaluba, called me in my hotel room. I was in South Africa. I don't know how he knew I was there, but he called and invited me to come up and visit with him. He was a born-again man. And so I changed my schedule and flew up to Zambia after I was finished in South Africa. God had told me he was going to send me to Zambia for a crusade, but I had no contacts. No one, I knew nobody in yeah. Zambia. Well, here the president calls me. So I fly up to Zambia and uh, meet with the president. And after we have lunch, his wife and me and uh, uh, Pastor Paul Pino was with me. And uh, we got on our knees in his living room and began to pray. And during the prayer, he said, I feel led of God to invite you to come back for a national healing crusade. Well, I was thrilled. Yeah. <laughs> you can't get a better contact than the president of the <laughs> <Right>. country. <laughs> so I was thrilled. So we finished the prayer. I was getting up ready to go uh, pack up and fly home. When the Lord said, tell Mrs. Chaluba, about a situation in her stomach that she had had operations on and she wasn't any better. And I said, Lord, I really don't want to do that. <laughs> you know, I don't know her. And, and I argued back and forth with the Lord. Uh -huh. Finally, I just blurted it out. 
and said what I, what, I, what I heard the Lord say to me in my spirit. And Mrs. Chalupa just burst into tears and she said, there's no way you could have known that. She said, I've suffered for the last several years with this stomach problem and it's, it's no bettered. The doctors have done surgery and I'm no bettered. Yeah. Uh, and so she received that word. Well, about six months later, we came back for a crusade and she was totally healed. And wow. she said, when you gave that word, God totally healed me. Now, Nick, I can't make it happen. Right. And I can't stop it from happening. Yeah. I've told God when to do it. He's never done it my way once. And I'll give you one more example. I was preaching in Swaziland, which is a little small kingdom in, um, in Southern Africa. And they asked me to speak to parliament. And there were about 100 to 150 uh, business uh, leaders and, and par parliamentarians, what do you call them? Yeah. Uh, MPs <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, that were there. And the vice president of the nation was there as well. And uh, so I said to the Lord, Lord, no word of knowledge. <laughs> you let them know ahead this of time. Is, no <laughs> word of knowledge. Time. These, are, these are government <laughs> leaders. Let me just uh -huh. greet them, pray over them, invite them to the crusade tonight, uh -huh. and I'll go on my way. Uh -huh. Well, I, oh, I know where to open my mouth, and God gave me a word of knowledge about deafness in an ear. And I said, God, I told you not to do that. <laughs> well, he didn't pay any attention to uh -huh. me. So I went ahead finally and gave the word. Well, it turned out it was the vice president of the country. Wow. He had been deaf in one ear. And when I said that, God healed him wow. standing right there. So I can't control it. It's under the control of the Holy Spirit. I just have to be obedient. Have you ever not been obedient? Uh, yes, I have. Is it tormenting? Yes. Okay. And I, 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 I won't forget it. I was invited to, to sit on the platform in a revival uh, was going to be preached by, by a man who uh, was non-charismatic and did not believe in the healing ministry. Mm. But out of respect, because he came to my city, I, I went down uh, to the service and he asked me to sit on the platform. Very kind. Um, and um, I won't use any names. Yeah. But I was sitting there and he, at the close of the service, he said, I'm going to ask Richard Roberts to come up and give the benediction. So I walked up to the microphone to give a benediction and God began to manifest the word of knowledge. Mm. And I said, Lord, I, I don't mean any disrespect, but I can't do that here. This is not my meeting. This man does not believe in the calling on my life. Mm. He only had me here because he's in my city and I'm not going to do it. So I just prayed a general prayer and sat down and it has tormented me ever since. Wow. I, I felt I would have, I would have shown disrespect to the man and to the crowd because that's not why they came. Mm. He doesn't have a healing ministry. He doesn't pray for the sick. He's not, not, not Pentecostal, not charismatic in any way, shape, or form. He's a mainline denomination guy. He's a good man. Don't yeah. misunderstand me. Right. Good man. Uh, preached a wonderful message and he gave an invitation. People came forward and gave their hearts to Christ. But uh, I, it was very awkward. Right. Very awkward. And I did not give that word of knowledge. And I said, Lord, uh, I repent. But at the same time, you got to understand why I didn't. Yeah. Now, I've never been chastised for it, but it still bothered me. Is it, has, have, has that burden or feeling that kind of been a motivator to just some, to just get it out, to not have to deal with that? Like when you're, do you ever have that hesitancy or do I, do I not? Is, is the reminder of that burden, that pain, that haunting, is it just best to obey, it, it, best it, just yeah, to do it? I, I was preaching up uh, in Chicago uh, for Clay Evans at the, one of the great, great uh, black Baptist churches in the country, the uh, Fellowship Missionary Baptist Church. Mm. It's a great church, a huge church. Uh, Clay's gone on to be with the Lord. 
and became a friend over the years. But I, I, when I got on the platform, I said to the Lord, Lord, this is a classic black Baptist church, and I just don't know if they're going to enjoy the healing ministry, mm-hmm. so maybe I should just preach and sit down. Mm-hmm. Well, naturally, God began to give words of knowledge, and I said, God, are you sure you want me to say that? And I said it. And the first person that got healed was the pastor's wife. Wow. And she got up and started demonstrating how she was healed. Everybody knew her. She'd had this problem for 25 years in her back, instantly healed. She's jumping, rejoicing, praising God. And I felt like I was at home. (laughs) So, you know, I do my best to obey every time. Yeah. You talk about not being able to control it, not being able to turn it on. Is that, is that ever frustrating when you're, when you see somebody, they're desperate for healing and you know that the gifts not currently. Well, uh, but you but you see, there's, there's also the operation of the gifts of healing, which is different than the word of knowledge. And that's what's been happening more and more and more as I speak. Uh, I prayed for, for example, I prayed for a woman uh, the other day. Uh, we'd known her for years. She called for prayer. She said the doctors had diagnosed a large mass in one of her breasts, and she's going to have to have a radical mastectomy. And so I just spoke the word over the phone, mm. and all of a sudden there was an operation of the gifts of healing, and I, I, I just bore down on it and prayed for her. Well, a couple of days later, she called back and said, the doctors can't find the mass. Wow. It's gone. Now, there was no word of knowledge, but when I prayed, there was an operation of the gifts of healing, and that happens a, a, a lot. It's beginning to happen as much as words of knowledge. Just praying for people. I'm seeing so many miracles. What is the gift of healing? How do you describe gifts, that one? Well, it's plural. Remember, gifts mm-hmm. of healing. Um, of course, God can do that in any way. He can do it through the laying on of hands. He can mm-hmm. do it through speaking the word. He can do it uh, through reading the word of God. Uh, there are a number of different ways that God manifests the gifts of healing. With my case, it's just my speaking mm. without giving a particular word of knowledge. Is that different from the prayer of faith, she'll save the sick, like praying a prayer of faith uh, for healing? I, I think it's probably pretty much the same. Okay. Pretty much the same. It's one of the, in, in the gifts yeah. category. Mm-hmm. So, and, and that's something as well that just happens? Have you noticed it at a certain time? Is it just uh, kind of... Yeah, particularly when I'm called on to pray for an individual. Okay. You'll feel it. You'll, is it a feeling? Uh, what do you, how, do you describe, how do you know when it's well, going? Because I can feel power. Oh. I can feel power come out of me. Now, don't misunderstand me, anybody. I'm not talking about my power. Right. It's not my power, but God's power is God's power is in me, mm-hmm. and I I literally feel virtue or power go out of me. You remember the scripture when Jesus uh, was was touched by the the woman with the issue of blood. The Bible says he felt virtue come out of him, and that's what I feel when I when I pray and when I feel that a gift a gift of healing is flowing, I feel power come through my chest, up into my voice, and when I speak it, I feel power coming out of me. Wow. It's so, it's so interesting. it's not my power. Yeah. See. Have you always been aware of that? Have you always, has it always uh, been clear that uh, this is not it, me? It, it, it has not been as clear as it has been lately. Really? Lately, uh, it, something happened to me this past summer. I was ministering up in Colorado for my longtime friend, Andrew Womack, up at Cherish Bible College. Yeah. It's way up in the mountains in Woodland Park, 8,000 feet above sea level, just at the base of Pikes Peak. Beautiful, beautiful location. Thousands of people there. And uh, there was a, a fresh touch of the gifts of healing that began to flow that night. Mm. And it's been, it's been strong ever since. This was back in August. Does that kind of stuff happen? Do you think it's just by calling, it's, or is it something that you believe for? Um, 
Probably a little bit of both. Yeah. Has it been as surprising to you as anybody? Yes. Yeah. Yes. I didn't know as a young man, I did not know that God would use me like this. Yeah. I didn't know how it would, ha- how it would happen. I didn't know. And when it came, it came in a most unusual way. As I explained about Albuquerque, I wasn't, I'd always thought I would have a more of a laying on of hands ministry, but my father and Vicki Jameson's prophecy uh, said no. Now it, it, it's happening right now. It's mm. happening right now. Just right now, as I'm looking at you, as we do this, this audio podcast, all of a sudden uh, the hearing just left my right ear. Mm. It, it, it's gone. Now there's a huge ringing that's just getting stronger and stronger in my right ear. All right. I know by, by the history, I know by what's happened for so many years, I know what's happening. I know somebody listening to our podcast right now is being healed in your right eardrum. I know it. Mm. And whoever you are, suddenly you're going to say, Hey, that's me. Uh, now the ringing's gone. And now my hearing is back. So I, I, I had it happen. That's a perfect demonstration. It just happened just now. Wow. And I wasn't expecting it. Yeah. It happened. And, and I gave that word. Now somebody who's listening is being healed in their right ear. And whoever you are, let me know. Contact me. Yeah, that's, that's powerful. You know, we could go on for, <laughs> go on for hours on this, on this topic. Uh, so we won't, we won't do that. I'm going to pick up and dig in some other time. But before we go, um, would you like to pray? Just maybe sure. it's in a prayer. Father, it's not by might and not by power, but it's by the Holy Spirit that I pray this prayer. I come to you today, and not in my name or my strength, but in the name of Jesus, whose name is above every name named in heaven and earth, according to the book of Philippians. And Lord, I'm talking to people on this podcast, some who are ill, some who face sickness and disease in their bodies, and some who face other problems in their emotions or in their finances or in their marriages or in their ministries or on their jobs or the fact they don't have a job. In the name of Jesus, according to Psalm 107, verse 20, I send the word to you. I send the word of healing to you. I send it to you now. And, and here, here it comes, Nick. I, that mm. power is flooding up mm. in me right now. In the name of Jesus, whatever it is, I speak to it now. I command it to come out. And I say to the devil, you loose God's property. In the name of Jesus, be healed. Be healed today. Be healed right now. And let your faith go and get into an agreement with this prayer. And don't stop believing in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. If you'd like more information, maybe to get a hold of some resources regarding this topic, you can visit our website at richardroberts.org. Thank you. Appreciate it. God bless you all. See you next time right here on Expect a Miracle.